You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. that I've said I want to talk from the subject empowered to defeat enemies I want to talk to you about being empowered to defeat enemies I want to talk to us about being empowered to defeat enemies and let's give God a praise for our subject (laughs) hallelujah empowered to defeat enemies. One thing about enemies in this life, we all are going to have them. Yeah, we all going to have enemies. Notice what I said, in this life. Now, there will be a day when we are forever with the Lord Jesus And there will be no concern for enemies. But in this life, we will have enemies. We will have enemies that are known. We will have enemies that are unknown. Right? We will have enemies that we can see. But there will also be enemies that are unseen. And so when it comes to enemies... We need to have the right discernment as to who and what is an enemy. Or who or what is my enemy. Because sometimes, sadly, we can consider a person to be our enemy who is in actuality a friend. Yes, we can. And, 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 I've, and I've been there before. I've looked at somebody as being an enemy, looking at them as if they are against me. Again, when in actuality, they were for me. And you may say, Pastor, why did you look at them as an enemy? Because they said something to me that I didn't like. They said something to me that hurt me. But see, what I want us to know, every time somebody says something to you that hurts you or offends you, that doesn't make them your enemy. It doesn't make them your enemy. Even Paul had to tell an entire church, have I become your enemy Because I tell you the truth. See, you don't want to be thinking somebody is an enemy who is a friend. You don't want to think somebody is an enemy, but that person actually has your back. And is saying what they're saying to you because they love you. Woo! Because, see, if the truth be told, a lot of us can't handle when people tell us the raw truth. Come on, we used to call it the naked truth. And so you have to have discernment when a person says something to you that, yeah, you don't like what he said, but is he right? Is he saying what he's saying to make you better? Or is he saying what he's saying just to put you down? See, there's a difference. And you have to know the difference because if you don't know the difference, you can disconnect from people that you don't need to disconnect from. Come on, somebody know I'm talking right this morning. You can actually end up being mad at somebody who was giving you good advice. Because some of us, we only think folks are for us when they agree with us. 
and husband and wife sometimes have this problem when, 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 when the one person you think is going to be with you decides that, hey, I also think you was wrong. If you don't be mature in that moment, you're going to treat them like they don't care about you when it took something for them to really say to you what they said. Oh, come on, somebody. They didn't say it just to hurt you, even though there are times, come on, pastor, that we have to say things to each other that we know it might hurt a little bit, but it's for your betterment. And don't treat me like I'm your enemy because I told you the truth. Now, so-and-so whom you think is your friend is the one lying to you, and by lying to you, they are your enemy. Oh, come on, somebody. Y'all better get used to going to a church where your pastor believe in telling you the truth and not sugarcoating anything just to make you feel better. But you understand at my church, the word step on all of our toes. It gets on. Oh, come on. It, it get on everybody. Am I right about that? Have the word ever stepped on your toes? Has the word ever upset you before? Be seated. Have you ever felt like pastor was just picking on you? Just talking just to you? How did you respond? Did you get so mad that Sunday? That Wednesday that you just stopped listening to everything else and you were ready to go? Or did you say, pastor, not my, my enemy. He's telling me what I need. Here. Come on, somebody. That's a lesson somebody in here needs to learn. Young adult, your parents are not against you. They're just telling you what you need to hear. How many growing up ever felt like when you thought you had almost got grown? Old folk call it smelling yourself. Come on, y'all. Y'all, y'all, see, when y'all do that, you make me just keep breaking it down. And, and I get more raw as I break it down. You know how you got when you start growing hairs in certain places? Wasn't nothing like that, if you can remember. You felt like, okay, oh, ha, ha. You looked at your parents like, keep thinking I'm a child if I want to. I got hair. And like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I ain't as young as you think. You see, you start feeling Yourself. Oh, come on, somebody. But you had to realize that it took something for mama to tell you what she told you. She told you what she told you because she cared. Come on. And you can't ever get too grown that you think you don't need nobody to tell you about yourself. Am I right about that? So so don't look at people as an enemy just because they said something to you that hurts you. We have to know how to receive even when something hurts us. Because a lot of time when it hurt us, it's only hurting our feelings. It's only hurting your ego. And that's something we all need to back up off of Come on, somebody. And so sometimes you got to, some of y'all ain't liking this right here. You are ready for me to move on. But some of us, you need to hear this. And stop getting an attitude every time somebody tells you something that's right. And immediately you just want to come out where you know you ain't for me no way. It's not so. Am I right? Finally, you don't want to see things as an enemy that God permits to enter into your life. Because when I talk to you about enemies, there are certain things that we are not going to drive out or chase away because God has a higher purpose and why he allows certain things, listen, saints, to enter our lives and remain in our lives. Listen, more than we desire for them to remain. You, you, do y'all hear me? In 2 Corinthians 12, God allowed a thorn to be given to Paul in his flesh. 
Paul being a godly man, Paul being an anointed apostle, says about this thorn in the flesh, this enemy, that I sought the Lord three times, that it might depart. In other words, Paul tried through prayer to get God to dismiss this. Drive this out of my life. But I come to tell you, if you're going to be who God ordained for you to be, he has to drive some things in your life and let them remain. Oh, come on, come on, longer than you desire for them to remain. How many know that's real? And God simply told Paul, concerning this enemy, my grace is sufficient. In other words, God wanted Paul to suffer so that other preachers might see his suffering and be encouraged when it came to the preaching of the gospel. And so, yes, there are times that we deal with things that we ask God to move, but his answer is no. I'm not going to move that. But we never allow, or you never see Paul, allowing that thorn to do to him what it shouldn't do. Never cause him to have an attitude. Oh, come on. Never cause him to get bitter with God. Because see, you have some saying, they'll get bitter with God if God don't hurry up and do what they asked him to do or what they felt he should have done or what they think need to be done and can even become bitter against God. That's a case where you are allowing something to affect you in a negative way that was sent to bless you. It was sent to help you. In the Apostle Paul's case, as it is sometimes with us, God is sending this thing in Paul's life so that he does not think more highly of himself than he needs to. Come on, church. Or that others may not try to put him in a place where he doesn't need to be. And sometimes, saints, God will allow things to come into our lives so that we don't start thinking we are more than who we are. Come on, somebody. And so we have to understand this about God. Because we don't come to church. We don't give God the praise. We don't give the tithes and the offering that God will do everything we tell him to do. See, some of you don't even like this part. Because you want to go to a church where you can just find the secret to making God move. And, and there are preachers that are popular like that. Because they teach folk how to make God move for you. You want to sell a book? Just title it, How to Get God to Move for You. How to Get God to Do What He Don't Want to Do. Oh, God, I need that because I've been praying about this. No. 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 If God wouldn't have sent some things in our lives, many of us wouldn't have grown up. No, we wouldn't. We, we, we would have never grew up. He allowed certain things to remain. And we learn how to endure them. Oh, come on. We learn how to praise anyhow. Come on, somebody. That's right. We learn how to praise him through it all. But when it became of, when it came to Ephraim in Psalms 78, notice that the Bible says that in the day of battle, Ephraim being armed, and carrying bows, prepare to fight, prepare to win, turn back. And if you're taking notes, I want you to note that Ephraim became something that God's people should never become. They became cowards. They became cowards. Israel became 
wimps. They became pushovers. They became, check it out, less than conquerors. Well, yet chosen conquerors. See, we are to be more than conquerors. Ephraim became less than conquerors. And they were cowards in the battle. And some of us like that. We talk big. We love bragging about how we know God. But in the day of battle, we behave like cowards. We are afraid of our enemies. And so in becoming cowards, Understand, church, that Ephraim was out of the will of God. He was out of the will of God. And the best place to be and the safest place to be is in the will of God. But Ephraim got out of the will of God and refused. To fight. Broke covenant with God. And did not receive. What he had set them up. To give them. I want to deal. With why this is sometimes the case. With God's people. Notice the book of Judges. I, I mentioned this Wednesday, but I didn't go there. But now we're going there. We're going we're gonna to go there. Judges is the seventh book of the Bible, if I'm not mistaken. Notice the book of Judges and chapter number one. Y'all, please be patient with me this morning. Notice Judges one. And notice something that the Bible says. I often like to just, 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 just really... Uh, Slow down sometime and just hear what the word says. Just hear what the word says. Judges 1 and notice verse 28. Judges 1, 28. I hear pages turning. Do y'all have it? Seventh book of the Bible. Judges 1, 28. And it came to pass when Israel was strong that they put the Canaanites under tribute but did not completely Drives them out. See, the Canaanites were their enemies. But when it came to Israel driving them out, the Bible said they did not completely drive them out, but put them under tribute. Nor did Ephraim drive out the Canaanites who dwelt in Gezer. So the Canaanites dwelt in Gezer among them. And see, the Bible teaches us that when they did not drive out their enemies, their enemies actually became a snare to God's people. Because they left in the land people who worship other gods. People who worship false gods. Later on, Israel would begin to worship these idols because when they could have drove them out, they did not do so. See, I'm already talking to somebody. There comes a time when you have to know when it's time to drive certain enemies out before they become a snare to you. Now there's some folks in here could testify this morning that there was some things you should have taken care of. There was some enemies you should have put to flight. You didn't do what you needed to do. And that thing came back to bite you. What you refused to deal with caused you a victory that you needed. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Didn't pray the way that you needed to pray. And something not only got a hold of your mind. But something or somebody took control of your mind. 
Because what we have to know as saints is that when thoughts begin to enter our mind that are not right, I can't wait to drive that out. Come on, somebody. I got to deal with that thought right now. I got to cast that thought down right now. I got to take that, who am I preaching to, into captivity, get my mind right, get my mind stayed on God so I'll get my blessing. Come on, somebody. I ain't got time. If you at work, you better drive it out at work. But Israel did not drive out their enemies. Let me show you why. The answer is found in verse 27. Oh, y'all better just hang in here this morning. However, Manasseh did not drive out the inhabitants of Belshean and his villages, or Tanakh and his villages, or the inhabitants of Dor and his villages, or the inhabitants of Ibeam and his villages, or the inhabitants of Migadu and his villages. Watch this. For the Canaanites were determined to dwell in that land. And so it was that the Canaanites believed Baal more than Israel believed God. For the Canaanites were determined to dwell in that land. They ran up on some enemies that basically said, we ain't going nowhere. See, have you ever dealt with a stubborn enemy? I know you like to teach folk that you're so powerful that you only have to pray about it one time. Perhaps you know all this going on. They should have just called me because when I pray about things, it moves the first time that I pray. But see, I know there are some folk in here that have dealt with some stubborn enemies. Come on. You just got to look at your life. You just got to look at your house. Because when some of us look at our house and the enemies that we're fighting today, woo, they are the same enemies you were fighting last year. They're the same enemies you were fighting when you first got saved. And they are determined they're not going anywhere. See, to truly understand demons is to understand that they are ranked or they are powers and principality. They have certain regions to dwell in. They have certain assignments to stick to. See, there are demons that are assigned to every one of our house to tear it up, to create confusion, to bring about destruction. There's a demon assigned to leaders and those who instruct God's people. This is reason you see, when Jesus was about to cast out certain demons, they begged him to stay in that region. You remember the story? And he ended up casting them into a herd of pigs. But they begged him to stay in that region. Why? That's where they had been assigned. And see, some of us, we are not doing what is necessary to drive out strong enemies. And that's the reason. In certain cases, we're not winning the way we should. It's quiet in the house. I wanted y'all to hear how quiet it was. 
Go to Psalms. Yeah, Pastor, you better, you better stay here because you got their attention. Some of them, you got their attention because they know that that's real. Some of us know we are fighting the same things. You see certain married couples, they're arguing about the same things. Certain singles are struggling with the same things. So strong. Anybody ever prayed and it was as if certain things were just determined that they wasn't going to let you go? And it took you praying longer than you normally pray. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on. See, it must not be a lot of us in here who are willing to travail when you deal with strong Notice what David confesses in Psalm 18. Notice, notice, notice what David confesses in Psalms 18 and verse 17. Yeah, we got a word today. He already helping us. I say he already helping us. Because I, I continue to see folk who, who are battling the same thing. I continue to see folk being defeated by, don't y'all get upset with me, by the same demon that defeated their parents. This is the same demon that got a hope to your mama and would not turn her loose. Now you're battling that same strong enemy. And like it or not, there are enemies that in and of ourselves we cannot defeat. There are things that you're going to go through that if you are going to get loose, it's going to take the power of God. If you're going to be free in that area, it's going to take the power of God. How many know the only reason you are free this morning is because of the power of God? You was only able to defeat certain things because of his help. Because of his help. Notice what David says again in Psalms 18 and verse 17. David says about the Lord, he delivered me from my strong enemy. See, some folk don't like that because they feel like, well, past seem like you bragging on, on the enemy. No, no. Because I'm convinced that a person will not fight the way that he or she needs to fight until he or she really knows the type, power, and capability that their enemies possess. I fight the way I do because I know there are certain enemies that will attack my house and tear down. Listen to me, what I don't want torn down, what God has not ordained to be torn down. There are enemies that get a hold to people's mind and get them to dabbling and looking into things and searching into things that, that, that they never get free. You see them one week, they believe in this. You see them next week, they're studying this. You talk to them again, and they're on this trip. Can never get their mind right. Don't you know that's a demon? I say, don't you know that's a demon? That's a strong enemy. Pastor, I don't believe in God no more per se. Uh-oh. Pastor, I believe in the God of the universe. And he or she, hold up. He or she. Come on, you ain't never talked to nobody and you knew 
that not just an enemy had got a hold to their mind, but a strong enemy. To grow up and, 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 and be touched by God, and then to start uttering that the God that touched you doesn't exist. The one that helped you is not sovereign. Man, that's a strong enemy that got a hope to your, to your mind. Come on, somebody. And see, I submit to y'all, these enemies, these demons that we're dealing with today, these are strong demons. These are strong demons that will make a man feel like he can be pregnant like a woman. That's a strong demon. That's a strong demon. Y'all ain't going to like me this morning. It takes a strong demon to make a man look at a woman who was created for his pleasure and decide, I don't want her, but I will take him. That's a strong demon. Got you believing that you were born as a man to like another man. That's a strong demon. Y'all ain't gonna like me this morning. I told you I wasn't gonna get no clap, no amen, but I don't care what you say. That's a strong demon. And like it or not, you look in certain churches, those are strong demons that's got men acting like sissies in church. That's a strong demon. Come on, somebody. Got a woman not wanting a man because he was born a man. But would rather have a woman who's trying to be, pretending to be what she can never. That's a strong demon. It's a strong demon, saints. It's a strong demon. And these demons are after our children to get into their minds at a young age these are strong demons racism when you look at racism for what it is knowing that the bible said that God created every man from one blood But look at racism. Look at how powerful racism is. See, that's a strong demon that makes me hate you for no other reason than the color of your skin. Well, see what I'm trying to show y'all? These strong demons are in many churches have infiltrated, listen, many religions. He delivered me. Listen to David's testimony. From my strong enemy. And what is God letting people know here? That the only way you're going to defeat that enemy is with the help. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me. Now listen what this, this, this warrior said. Well, y'all remember David was a warrior, right? You remember David was the one took down Goliath. The one I said Wednesday that everybody else was afraid of. Watch what he says about certain enemies. He said, he delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me. Teach us, David, for they were too strong for me. You better look at somebody and tell them, say, there are certain enemies that by yourself, you can't handle them. Tell somebody, there are certain enemies that by yourself, they will tear you up. That's just another way. They will beat you. And don't y'all get ignorant on me and get to thinking, not me, Pastor. Send it on. Send it on, devil. 
Even God himself knows that there are certain enemies that are too strong for us. Yes, it is. Notice that we have natural and spiritual enemies. When David says that his enemies were too strong, I want to break that down. I want to show you what a strong enemy represents. Number one, it represents fighting enemies that are, number one, aggressive. In other words, an aggressive enemy is an enemy that's ready to fight. <laughs> some of y'all ain't like the word just going over your head this morning, but there's some folk balance themselves, so I got to teach you. Or you could just sit there and act like ain't nothing too hard for you, that you can handle everything. Come on. Let, let, hold on. Even in the natural, there are certain people we can beat up. <laughs> but then there are certain people you know you do not want to fight them. So stop playing. Stop playing. I don't care what they, there are certain enemies you can just hear, you think they said something, you ready to beat them down. But there are certain folks, you know what they said, and I don't want none of that. He talking about your mama, man. I don't care if he talking about my mama and my grandma. I ain't fighting that man. Y'all not back in the day, we knew we couldn't fight certain folk, but we act like we could. Have folk holding us like, no, turn me loose, man. I'm tired of <laughs> But you had already told your friend, look, whatever you do, don't turn me loose. <laughs> Why? You didn't want none of that. That's why we have to be careful or our mouth will get us into, into trouble. I'm telling you, there are demons so powerful that if God don't help you, what you believe today, you will abandon tomorrow. Because of what got a hold to your mind. That's the reason I don't entertain certain stuff. Pastor, have you heard? Pastor, you need to look at. No. I only want to put my eyes on what he want me looking at. Come on, somebody. I, I don't ever want to think, well, I'm a pastor. I'm anointed. I can handle anything. No. Some stuff we need to leave. Well, Pastor, I got a friend. She in the witchcraft and voodoo and all. And she be inviting me, trying to show me stuff she used. And, and did. Are you a fool? I don't want nothing to do with that. Come on, somebody. But strong enemies are aggressive. Strong enemies are intelligent. Come on. I said they're intelligent. Finally, strong enemies are determined. See, there are enemies that we're up against that are intelligent to the point to where they have studied you. They know what upset you. They know what vexes you. Come on. They are in. Y'all acting like what I'm what I'm teaching ain't Bible. Or y'all just paying attention. There are enemies that are strong in the sense that they are smarter than you. Whenever I think about the devil, I think about somebody who's been around a whole lot longer than I am. I think about somebody that's been deceiving folk. Listen to me. Since the beginning. Who am I that I can withstand him without God? See, like it or not, there are enemies that attack you that are strong. Y'all hear me? They are aggressive. They are intelligent. They are determined. Some of y'all ain't getting it the way I think you need to get it. When I look at how
Now, Samson, y'all, can I just say it like I feel it, was kicking the Philistine butt. That ain't no bad word. He was kicking they butt. They couldn't do nothing with Samson. Samson in a village and tear it up by itself. They once tried to chain him and, and take him out. And, and, and Samson just picked up what they chained him to. Picked up the entire iron gates and walked him up a hill. But the Philistines said, if we're going to get him, we need a strong enemy. We need a Delilah. <laughs> wow, now these brothers done got quiet because Delilah is still around. If won't nothing else get him. Oh, Pastor, he powerful. Yeah, we just need a Delilah. Delilah wasn't just beautiful, but she was intelligent. Samson knew she was his enemy, but somehow he kept playing around with her. Oh, I got a priesthood, brother. Y'all can get quiet on me all you want to, brother. But see, you got to keep Delilah out. You can't keep playing with no Delilah. You can't keep acting like she ain't flirting. You can't keep acting like she ain't out of place. You got to put Delilah in her place because she's a strong enemy, brother. Ooh, you ain't came home feeling that good in years. And you walking around the house, just floating on the air, just acting up. What's wrong with you? Delilah got in his ear. Be seated. She kept asking Samson, tell me, tell me, what makes you so strong? I need some of my women just this morning, just, just right now. I, I just want you to remember when you wasn't saved. How you would use that body. How, how you would use that old soft voice. I'll, I'll, I'll preach. I need some women to remember how you knew when to been over. How to let a man see a little something, something. Knew how to talk to him. Knew how to get out of him. What you want. There are certain women in here you knew how to get all of a man check. Come on, you say now. You left a brother with nothing. There are women in here took me and money and hadn't even gave up nothing yet. Just a promise. Girl, you know you were good. You got on an outfit, that man bought you with another man, and he knows you with that other man. She, be seated. She kept. Now I got women just saying like, Pastor, I'm just too, I'm just too doggone sanctified to think like that. But then secretly, you'll tell folk, that's how I got him now. <laughs> that, that's why some of these women get so happy, bro. They tell folk that, yeah, that's how I got him. <laughs> Old folk used to call it just spreading the nose. Hold on, because I got to move on. She kept asking him. Tell me. He tell her something. She do it. And then she'll say, the Philistines on you, Samson. And he just get up 
break whatever they did, undo whatever they did, and just kill them. She kept doing this until finally she told Sam, she said, you don't love me. Not like you say you do. Or you would not treat me the way. But see, remember, this is an enemy talking to him. Don't we wish every enemy showed up in a red suit with, with, with horn and a pitchfork? Don't we wish every enemy was ugly as I don't know what and unattractive? But like it or not, there are enemies that approach us. Listen, that say the right thing. Then the Bible said one day he laid his head in her and more took place, but that's what the Bible says. Listen, listen, listen. And the Bible said that he told her all. He told her all. Listen, he told his enemy everything. He said, my hair, my hair has never been shaven. He said, and if I were to shave it, I would become like. And Delilah called for me once. I can't go no further than that, bro. Once she put him to sleep. She gave him something to put him to sleep. That's just, I believe. She gave him the ultimate sleeping pill for some men. I'm trying not to go there, but y'all keep doing that. I'm going to keep. She gave him the ultimate sleeping pill. And Samson was like a lot of brother. Gone. Done with him. Give me the remote. Give me the remote. You just get the remote. He... <laughs> hey, going through it while in there. Like... <laughs> Supposed to have been an all-nighter. <laughs> but watch this. When she put him to sleep, then she called for the men to come and shave his head. Listen, and then they paid her for her service. They took Samson, who was strong, put out his eyes. You better tell somebody, one thing strong enemies want to do is put out your vision. Blind you to your purpose. Blind you to what God said about you. Blind you to what you're able to accomplish. Took Samson, put him at the meal, had him grinding, and made sport out of him. All this because he did not deal with his enemy. Come on, somebody. Samson went from being powerful to being a pushover. Notice as I close. Mm, mm, mm. Lord, have mercy. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. There are certain enemies you just cannot play. No, we, we got to get this out of the house now. We can't play with this demon that's coming to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We got to get rid of this enemy now. We can't let this come in the church and take over the church to where we're fighting against each other. We got to get We got to defeat this enemy. There are certain enemies, saints, it is our season to defeat them. It is our season to drive them out. Listen to me, and I'm talking about a drive out for once and for all. Drive them out. But notice in Leviticus, I'm closing. 
how unusual it gets when it comes to God empowering his people. He says in verse Leviticus 26 and 7, you will chase your enemies. They shall fall by the sword before you. Five of you shall chase a hundred. A hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. Your enemies shall fall by the sword before you. Tell your neighbor in the text. It was done together. It was done together. Notice he said five of you can chase a hundred. So the job of the enemy sometimes is to not allow these five to get together. Don't let these five get on the same page. Don't let these five start thinking alike. Don't let these five start moving in the same direction. Don't let these five. I'm preaching about your house. I'm preaching about what God want to do in his church. Don't let these five get the same vision. And sometimes the biggest strategy of our enemies is to keep us divided. To keep sister so-and-so for praying for sister so-and-so. But to keep them at odds. Keep a husband and a wife always fussing about pennies when God wants to drop in hundreds. I got to keep him in his corner. I got to keep her in her corner. Until it's time to bring them out for they can. I got to make them fight each other. I got to make them be against each other. But notice that when we are together, we are stronger. Do y'all hear me? When we are together, we are then a hundred will put 10,000 to flight. Which says when we're together, even our enemies know they don't stand a chance. We should be giving God a praise because that is the key to being empowered to defeat is coming together. Being empowered. And guess what God says when he drops this word on the first Sunday of August. When he has previously said about August that it is the month to get things done. Yes it is. It is the month to get things done. But what happens when the enemy can keep a brother isolated? Keep him from desiring help from other brothers. Keep him from connecting with other brothers. See, then the enemy knows that that's a brother he can defeat. Come on. As strong as the lions are, when they attack a pack of buffaloes or whatever, they always seek out the weak or the injured. I'm going to keep wearing this sister out because she doesn't want to get at the feet of a mature woman and learn what she needs to do. I'm going to keep her isolated. I'm going to make her think everybody is against her. I'm going to make her think nobody's for her. So that I can continue to isolate her and defeat her. 
I'm going to send her to refuge, but I'm not going to allow her to drop that guard. I'm going to make sure when she goes that she has the wall up. And as long as we behave like this, strong enemies are too strong for us to defeat. Are y'all with me? But what God wants to do is give his people in Psalm 68, 35, strength and power. When I see y'all coming together, I'm going to give you two things. I'm going to give you strength and I'm going to give you power. The strength and the power is coming for you to defeat your strong enemy. But tell your neighbor, it has to be done according to this text together. Which means that we need There are certain enemies that will attack my house if me and Donna are not on the same page. We are no match for what has shown up. Listen to me. And this is what folks get me. To defeat both of us. The enemy just didn't show up to defeat me. If she's a part of me, then he came to defeat us both. He didn't just come up here to ruin Pastor Cochran's church because it ain't Pastor Cochran's church. It's the place of worship that he gave all of us. And if we're going to get things done in August the way he wants us to get them done, if we're going to defeat certain strong enemies, according to that text, we have to do it together. We have to do it fighting together. Listen, and he'll give us again two things. People who are willing to come together, look for God to put, give us or to continue giving us these two things that I'm about to mention. Number one, strength. Look for God to give us ability. Ability. Now we already have some ability to do things, but look for God to empower us with a special ability to defeat certain enemies. He's going to give you the ability to get things done. Tell somebody right now, God is releasing. Ability. Listen, listen. Stop fussing. Stop fighting. Stop being jealous and envious. Come together and I'm going to give y'all the ability to write a check to pay it in full. I'm going to give you the ability. You haven't been able to get over that. Come together. I will give you the ability to get beyond a certain point that you have been stuck at for years. I will give you power. I will give you Knowledge and understanding. I will show you how to defeat this. And knowledge, when you speak of it being divine, when you speak of understanding being divine, it is power. Amen? I'm done. Let's give God a praise. Pray that you are blessed by today's message. 
Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.